0: When I was 10 years old, my dad started taking me hunting for the first time. And if you've never been hunting before, the thing you need to know about hunting is that it is super boring. You know, it's exciting to see animals out in the woods. It's exciting to shoot uh, at animals out in the woods. But uh, what you do the most while you're out hunting is you have to sit still and, and watch, and you have to wait, and when you're 10 years old, sitting still and waiting is super boring. I can remember sitting at the base of this big tree, and my dad was sitting on the other side of that tree, and the instructions that he had given me were, I need, need to sit still, be quiet, and watch, sit still, be quiet, and, and watch and so I did. I, I sat there, I tried to be still, I was quiet, and, and and I was watching and nothing happened for hours. And so I I finally got so bored that I found a stick on the ground and I started flicking dirt at my dad uh, on the other side of this of this tree. And and my dad said, What are you doing? Sit still be quiet and and watch. I want to welcome you to this brand new series that we are calling Paused. We hate to wait. Whether it's standing in line or it is that, you know, that refresh circle on the screen because of slow internet or it's a doctor's appointment that you spend 90% of your time waiting and only 10% of your time interacting with the doctor or shipping that takes more than two days. We hate to wait, and right now it feels like someone has hit the pause button on our lives, and we don't know when the play button is going to get pressed again, and this waiting is really hard. But I do think that there are a lot of really valuable things that you and I can learn through waiting. And I think that there are some things that we can learn while life is kind of on pause. When I was a kid, um, and very rarely, very rarely, I would get a little squirrely, and and my mom would say, Mark, patience is a virtue. She would smile at me. and tell me that patience is a virtue. And and I think that we probably all would agree that patient people are a lot more fun to be around than impatient people. I think that that's true. Yet, how do we ever learn the virtue of patience in the absence of waiting? How would we ever learn the virtue of patience in the absence of waiting, some of your mind just went, Bloosh. you're right. Over the next several weeks, we're gonna take advantage of the fact that our lives are on pause right now. And what we'd like to do is shine a light on some of the things that you and I can learn while we wait for the play button to get hit again. And this morning, we're going to start with this. We're going to start with learning how to be still. Learning how to be still. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, that's awesome. You are prepared, and I'm proud of you. If you don't have your Bible on your lap, get up and get it. Uh, Grab your Bible and join me in Psalm 46, verse 10. Psalm 46, verse 10. I want to read to you. And I'm reading out of the New Living, but the NIV is is very similar if you have an NIV. But Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. If you have NIV, it's the word exalted. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And, and this is one of those verses that gets posted online all the time. It's one of those verses where it gets printed on home decor and displayed in people's homes. And oftentimes it's just the first part of the verse, right? Just the be still and know that I am God. And the uh, God demanding to be honored and exalted part oftentimes gets gets left off. And here's, here's what I think happens. Sometimes we don't take the time To dig in a little bit deeper to verses like this. We take a portion of it, and we kind of apply our own meaning to it, and we don't really take the time to dig deeper into what it actually means within its context. And when that happens uh, with verses like this, we don't always really know what to do with it. We don't always really know how to apply it to our everyday lives. When we read a verse that says, be still and know that I am God. Is this kind of like when my dad was in the woods and he told me to be still? Just sit still and watch. And if so, if that's what it means, then, then what are we supposed to be watching for? And, and what happens when we get tired of waiting? Then what? Well, what, what about if, if it means, you know, be still, know that I am God? What if God is is telling us, don't, you don't need a plan for the future. You, you, you don't need to take action in life. Just sit still. You know, just self-quarantine somewhere and pray, and, and God will bring a, he'll send an angel to feed you, hose you off when you start to stink. Is, is that what it means? To be still and know that He is God. Well, to help us better understand what verse 10 actually means and how we apply it, our everyday lives. Let's go back to verse 1. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we'll not fear. We will not fear when the earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters God is our refuge, our strength, and ever-present help in trouble. Now, what we just read, this Psalm 46 is a song, and it's a song that was written in the context of a time of trouble. Now, there's different opinions from those who study the Bible over whether this time of trouble is something that was historic, or whether it's something that is futuristic. Some uh, Bible scholars believe that this author of this song was talking about and describing some time of trouble in Israel's past. And other Bible scholars, uh, they believe that uh, the psalmist is actually talking about future events that will take place in connection to the return of Jesus and the end of the world, which we know Uh, will be a time of trouble. Well, maybe, maybe the author had both of those times of trouble in view. I don't know, but regardless of what specific time of trouble this song is about, the main point remains the same. The main point of the psalm is that God is our refuge, that He is our strength, that He is a constant help to us, when we find ourselves in a time of trouble, whatever that time of trouble may look like. Now, if you take that truth about God into whatever time of trouble you are facing in life right now, I think we can start to apply verse 10 in a much better way when we read the words, Be still and know that I am God. What did God mean by that? Well, when my dad told me to be still in the woods, what he meant was don't move. Sit still. Be quiet. Pay attention. Watch for movement. But what does God mean when he says to us, be still? Well, the word in Hebrew that is translated into the English phrase be still means literally to relax. It means to relax. It means to be quiet and you just stop what you're doing, and you take that definition and you connect it to the command to know that I am God, the verse really means to just stop what you're doing, relax, stop trying so hard to force your will onto the situation that you're facing, and just just acknowledge that He's God, and that you are not. Acknowledge that He is the sovereign ruler of the universe. Just stop what you're doing. Just be in awe of God. Psalm 37, verse 7, says this, Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Again, this verse is written in the context of a time of trouble, and the challenge is to be still and wait patiently for God to move, wait patiently for God to act. You know, we're we're all right now walking through a time of trouble, and we're waiting for this, this virus, the trouble of this virus to end. We're all waiting for our country to reopen we're waiting for our social lives to be restored and and the the experience of that is is shared but but some of our experiences are a little bit different from one another in that you know some of you it's it's not social distancing that you're experiencing it's it's social isolation you've been cut off and and your social interaction has been been put on pause. Some of you are not working right now and your your income is uncertain and so your work life, your financial security has been been put on pause. Some of you are trying to figure out how you're going to work from home and and how you're going to be a homeschool teacher now all of a sudden and and your marriage intimacy has been strained. Because now the kids are always there. And so our normal rhythm, the normal rhythm to your family life has been put on pause. We're all, I think, feeling the stress of loss of freedom, right? Freedom to go do what we want to do, when we want to go do it, with whom we want to go do it. And, And our freedom has been put on pause. And that's very stressful. Students right now are missing out on time with their friends, right? And they're missing out on some really important events that they've been looking forward to for a long time. And they're asking questions. uh, What's going to happen with graduation? What about these different social events that we've really been looking forward to? There's some uncertainty there. And their future, it feels like, has been put on And if we're being honest with each other, I think most of us are just really, really tired of waiting for someone to hit the play button again. I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm one of those. I have felt myself at times feeling very frustrated when when I look around and it, it feels like, it seems like to me anyway, that there are some who are really overreaching when it comes to authority and power in their decisions. And it feels, though, at times when, when there has been a suspension of common sense, when trying to figure out how we move forward and, and what do we do next, I understand those are difficult decisions to be made, but I, I, I at times I see things in like what's happening in other parts of the country, where there are protests going on in in, uh, Michigan and other places. People are just, they're frustrated right now. They're feeling that tension. And maybe you feel it too. So whether you're feeling lonely or maybe you're feeling a sense of frustration, uh, just uncertainty, whatever it is that this pause has been creating within your mind and in your soul, what if? what if this really could be a time for us to learn how to be still? What if this could be a time for us to learn how to be still and and learn how to patiently wait on God to move and to act? What if this could be a time for us to learn how to be still and just relax our hearts and our minds and really learn how to rest in the fact that God is our refuge and our strength, and our help in times of trouble? What if this could be a time for us to learn how to be still and remove the distractions from our lives that have been pulling us away from and distracting us from a deeper relationship with God for years? What if this could be a time for us to learn how to be still And just be in awe of God. In Mark chapter 4 in the New Testament, Jesus was teaching a huge crowd of people by the lake. And the crowd had gotten so big that Jesus actually got into a boat and they pushed the boat off of the shore a little ways so that he could be heard uh, by by the crowd that had gathered there uh, by the shoreline. And he taught them all day long. And as evening approached, Jesus said to the disciples, those who were with him, he said, let's go to the other side of the lake. Let's get some social distance between us and this huge crowd. And on their way uh, across the lake, this terrible storm broke out. And waves crashed into the boat. The, The boat was in danger of swamping with water, and sinking. This was a real time of trouble in their lives. And what was Jesus doing during this time of trouble in their lives? Well, in Mark chapter 4, if you want to follow along with me, I'm going to be in verse 38. Mark chapter 4, verse 38. This is, this is what Jesus was doing during this time of trouble that they were experiencing Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. That's what Jesus was doing. That's where he was at. The disciples, it says, woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? We're in this time of trouble. Don't you care that we are going to drown? That was their question to Jesus. I wonder if you've ever had a question like that for God. I wonder if you've ever said to God, God, I, I feel like I'm drowning here. Don't you care? You could step in. You could intervene. You could change all of this like that. I feel like I'm drowning. Don't you care? Look how Jesus responds It says in verse 39, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, silence, be still, be quiet, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Now these words that Jesus spoke, the words be still were directed at nature and nature obeyed him. And it's proof that Jesus has full authority over over nature, over things like hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes and pandemics. And even as I say that, I'm sure that there are those of you sitting there right now asking the question, "Whoa, whoa, then why doesn't Jesus right now just say, be quiet, be still to this virus? Maybe the answer to that question can be found in what Jesus said next. Verse 40, then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Maybe that's the answer to the question. Maybe what we are experiencing right now, and and we are wondering, God, why don't you step in and move and act and intervene? Why is this happening? Maybe what we need to be hearing is God saying, whoa, 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 why are you so afraid? Why do you still not have faith? You know, without the trouble of the storm, there's no testing of our faith. Without the tension of the pause, there's really no learning how to wait for God. We learn things like patient endurance in times of trouble, and, and we learn how to be patient and, and wait for God to move during times of pause in our lives. So maybe while we are waiting for God to say, Be quiet be still to whatever storm it is that we are facing in our lives right now. Maybe what we really need to hear from Jesus is, well, well, why are you so afraid? Why do you still have no faith? Maybe this is a time for us to really consider what we've been putting our faith in or who we've been putting our faith in. I think back to when I was 10 years old, and I was sitting out in the middle of the woods. I was cold and bored and just miserable, right? Just waiting for this day to be over. Licking dirt on my dad, wondering, why in the world would would you think that learning how to be quiet, learning how to be still would be a good experience for me? And I'm sure that he wanted to teach me a skill, right? I'm sure that he took me out there because he wanted me to learn the virtue of patience. I'm sure that he wanted me to learn uh, how to be quiet and how to sit still and watch. I sometimes wonder if maybe, though, the real reason beyond those they are good reasons. But I wonder if something deeper, maybe... Maybe his desire to keep taking the world's worst, noisiest, squirreliest, least patient hunter in the world. Why would he keep taking me out into the woods? I think it's because he wanted to spend time with me. I'm quite sure that my dad could have been a lot more successful in seeing deer if he hadn't taken me along if I wouldn't have been out there in the woods flicking dirt on him and, and, and breaking every branch that I came across. But while he was teaching me how to be patient, while he was teaching me how to be still, while he was teaching me how to wait, my dad was also building a relationship with me. We all hate to wait. But I just think we don't want to miss this incredible opportunity for you and for me to learn how to be still in the presence of God. For some of us, learning how to just be still and spend time with God, learning how to just be in His presence and be in awe of Him, if we could learn that during the time right now when our lives are on pause, that could be life transforming for some of us. I want to challenge you. Yeah, we, we all hate to wait, but I want to I challenge you during this time when life is on pause, make every effort possible to be still every day and just be in the presence of God. Carve some time out, get in a quiet place and turn everything off. Turn off the TV, turn off the radio, Turn off all the social media. Turn it all off. Just be still and in in a quiet place and be in the presence of God. Ask God in those times with Him to, to relax your mind, to relax your heart. Ask Him to restore to you a sense of awe in who He is. Ask Him to teach you how to be patient. Ask him to teach you how to wait on him to move in your life and in your life circumstances. And ask him to deepen your relationship with him. If you don't yet have a relationship with God through faith in Jesus, if you would say the condition of your life, the condition of your heart right now is that you are far from God, I want to take you back to Psalm 46. Because there are some Bible scholars who believe that that verse 10 wasn't really written to those who believe in God. That verse 10 was actually written to those who did not believe in God, to those who are far from God. And if that's the case, listen to that verse again from Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God, I will be honored, I will be exalted in every nation, in in all of the earth. If God is directing these words to those who, who are far from Him, then what He's saying is this, be still and know that I am God, not you. Be still and stop fighting me, and know that I am the only one worth worshiping. Know that I am the only one who is worth putting your trust in for strength, for security, for help, for peace. We all hate to wait, but maybe God wants to strip away all of the things in your life that have been distracting you from a relationship with Him. Maybe God is proving to you right now that you are not in control and that you never were. Maybe God is proving to you that whatever you have been putting your your faith in, whatever you've been putting your trust in other than Him is fragile. Haven't we learned that life is fragile? Haven't we learned that all of these things that, that a lot of people put their faith and trust in, they're untrustworthy. Maybe God is saying to you right now, Just stop what you're doing. Stop trying to rule your own life and acknowledge that I am the sovereign ruler of the universe. And come have a relationship with me. I know that the bulk of what I've been talking about today has been focused on learning how to be still and to wait. But this is not something you should wait to do. You should not wait to put your your faith in Jesus Christ as your forgiver of sin, as your savior from hell, as the leader of your life. Because life is fragile. Don't wait one more moment. Make the decision that you no longer want to pursue life on your own terms, but rather you want to pursue God on His terms. And His terms are this. He wants you to put your faith In Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that he made on the cross as a a substitute payment for your sin. He wants you to put your faith in Jesus Christ so that you can be made right with God and trusting in the resurrection power of Jesus to change your life. Don't wait. Do that today. Do that right now, wherever you are. We all hate to wait. Maybe, maybe while life is on pause right now, this is the the best opportunity for you and for me to really learn how to be still and know He is God.